0: The line between animal and monster isn't always so clear. When people cry wolf, are they always overreacting? Today, we're sharing stories of those who stared into the dark and saw something staring back. Welcome to Shadowland, everybody. Welcome. This is a podcast that shines a spotlight on stories of the supernatural, mysterious, eerie, and unexplained. Stuff like portals.
1: Atlantis.
0: Dark matter.
1: Sex magic.
0: Miracles. Trolls. UFO hotspots.
1: Stargates.
0: NDEs.
1: (laughs) Mermaids. Telepathy. Remote seeing. Intuition. Urban legends.
0: Astral projection. ESP. All that stuff.
1: All that stuff and more. Lots more. And today, oh, wait, first, uh, I'm Seth Jablon.
0: I'm Christina Callery.
1: And today we are talking about animals or specific animals. Specific animals, right? They're very. We're having a wolfy sort of episode. I think I we have
0: kind of a wolfy episode.
1: Going Not on, on purpose. We were going to do like no w- weird We animals need those or... three wolf moon t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, when we start up our merch, so we're going to we're going to do that for sure. Um, yeah, but somehow we both landed on wolf stories, right? Like, I don't know the exact story you're telling, but we've sort of figured out that we're both talking about wolves. So, but but some type of like monsters or animals that we don't know about
0: yeah these aren't your usual wolves yes these these are unusual
1: both of them i think in their own in their own ways um cool so let's see i guess i went first last time right you want to go you want to go first
0: absolutely i can go first
1: all right let's do it
0: okay so um i'm in michigan at least for now that might change soon Um, but anyway, I, I've been doing some Michigan stuff lately and I've got another one and this is the Michigan dog man, Mm. which I had only just recently found out about.
1: Okay. Yeah. I never, I never heard about this one.
0: Okay. So, uh, the first story associated with this that I have, um, took place in 1887 uh, two lumberjacks were working in the Manistee National Forest in Wexford County, Michigan, which is on the northwestern side of the Lower Peninsula. Um, and if you're from Michigan, you always do the hands thing, where you've yes, got like right, the or one of that. your hands is yeah, yeah, <laughs> is, is the Upper Peninsula, and the other one's lower. So yeah. Anyway, um, so they're working in the forest, and they spotted what they thought was a large wild dog. So they chased after it, and it ran into a hollow log trying to hide from them. And then one of the two men decided that it was a great idea to poke it with a stick.
1: That's um, so, I'm not that's sure so why. Like that's so Only, like, some of the UP would be like, oh, look, there's a, you know, giant animal <laughs> <just> poke it. <laughs> All right, sorry, go
0: Okay, well, yeah, it didn't, it didn't turn out so great. So, um... At this point, the creature let out a terrible-sounding shriek, and it stood up on its hind legs.
1: Whoa.
0: Um And it was at this point that the two guys saw that this was no ordinary dog. It was towering over them, and it, it had the head of a dog, but the body of a man. So they were under, understandably terrified and ran back and told their boss. Um, so that was you know, one of the first sightings of this. There have been other ones, but... um, Sorry,
1: the the body of a man. So, like, so is this, like, the figure, like, but with fur, or is it literally, like, wolf head, like, human skin body? Well, it's... Or is it not clear? Yeah,
0: I mean, like, obviously... Well, different witnesses describe oh, it in different okay. ways. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but but in general, it has a wolf face or a or a dog like canine head with pointy ears sticking up and the nose and everything. But then its torso area kind of looks like a human, mm-hmm. and it stands up. It's bipedal, so it's generally yeah, it's generally described as like you know, a bipedal animal stands about seven feet tall and its eyes have been described as either blue or like an amber yellow in appearance, depending on who's telling the story. Um, but yeah, definitely all of the things they have in common is, you know, it it has like a torso and upper body of a man, but there's something really weird about a lot of the descriptions that I came across. Apparently it's arms are overly long. So the front legs are like super long compared to the back legs.
1: Huh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. And it you know, witnesses often say that it has this terrifying howl that sounds a little bit like a human scream. So it it almost sounds, you know, like a werewolf, like some kind of like human wolf hybrid type uh-huh, of thing, uh-huh. but it's enormous, okay? Um So, you know, a lot of these stories were collected, though, after um, an April Fool's Day joke. Um, So in 1987, Steve Cook, who was a radio DJ at WTCM in Traverse City, Michigan, released a song that he'd written called The Legend, and it referenced um, actual dogman encounters that he'd heard about, but at the time... He didn't take the subject seriously. He was just having a little fun. He was trying to pull people's legs. And he's like, oh, I wrote this funny song based on these dogman stories I've kind of heard about um, and played it on the radio. And, you know, it was just meant to be a one off and something funny. But it it captured people's attention. Um, so much so that requ- requests for this song started pouring into the station, and it ended up becoming one of the most requested songs. Okay. So people are calling and they're like, hey, can you play that weird dogman song? Right, right. Um, but not only that, it also inspired people who'd had encounters with this creature to come forward and tell their stories, and they really... It seems like they didn't really have anybody to talk to except for this radio DJ. So they called the station. Yeah. So over the years, um, Cook has collected about 100 stories of these dogman reports. So I'm just going to go through a few here. Um, So one of the more interesting accounts was described by an older man, and his name was Robert Fortney. And he said that one day in 1938, so going way back, he was 17 years old. Um, He was fishing on the banks of the Muskegon River near Paris, Michigan, which must be super tiny. I've never heard of it. (laughs) Um, All at once, a pack of what looked like feral dogs emerged from the nearby woods. And Fortney was understandably pretty scared. And he remained really still and silent, hoping they would just move on and not see him. But they picked up his scent pretty quickly and they came toward him. The whole pack did. And he'd been hunting small game earlier and he had a loaded rifle with him. So as the dogs got closer, he picked up the rifle and he fired a warning shot into the air, which, you know, generally is going to send anything running. And the pack of dogs cowered and headed back into the forest except for one. The one that was left was a large black dog and it was staring at him with the strangest looking eyes Fortney had ever seen. And he's quoted as saying they were blue. What kind of dog has blue eyes? So Fortney and the dog were now only about 10 feet apart at this point and they were watching each other warily. So Fortney shoots a second shot into the air this time right above the dog's head but instead of running away the dog reared up and stood on its hind legs and just stared aggressively at him and fortney said it may be that i was just scared but i swear that dog was smiling at me
1: at this point that is creepy
0: (laughs) isn't it (laughs) so i mean you know, at that point, when something doesn't run, with with two shots fired, yeah. something's going on. Um, so Fortney's fearing for his life at this point. Um, so he fired a shot directly at the dog after these two warning shots. And at this point, it ran back into the woods. So. Crazy.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Next story. 1961 in Big Rapids. Um, so uh, this person, I'm just going to read from there you know, their story, their direct quotes, he said, "Um, when I was a boy, my father was the night watchman at a manufacturing plant located in a rural area between Big Rapids and Chippewa Lake, Michigan. Our house was across the street from the factory. The plant building was right right next to a large wilderness area of state land. At that time, it was simply known as the Haymarsh, We didn't understand it at the time, but Dad was always very skittish about letting us play outside after dark. He would sometimes talk about hearing coyotes or bears roaming around in the haymarsh when he was walking the perimeter of the building at night. One night in the summer of 1961, Dad walked back to the house to sit on the porch and have a cup of coffee and a sweet roll. He had a good view of the entire plant property. He saw some movement near a chain-link fence behind the building. This was approximately 3 a.m., so he felt quite sure this person wasn't there by accident. He drew his gun and watched for a few minutes. That's when he noticed this was not a person at all, but something much taller. He said it appeared to be covered in brown or grayish hair, It had very broad shoulders and a powerful chest, and it alternated between walking on four legs, then standing up on two. He said it seemed to be looking for something along the driveway. He said later he couldn't quite believe what he was seeing. He quietly moved into the house and grabbed his Kodak Signet 35 millimeter millimeter camera, which was his pride and joy, At this point, I should mention that dad was quite a photography buff. His father had owned one of the first camera stores in Ohio and dad got the shutter bug from grandpa. As he stepped back onto the front porch, the creature moved slowly along the driveway directly under the lights. He adjusted the camera shutter for a long exposure, held it as still as he could. He said he was shaking pretty bad and snapped a picture. So there's a picture. I'll include that in the in the Instagram. <laughs> but then, a few seconds later, the thing dropped back down to all fours and slowly moved off into the woods. Okay, another story. 1986. So this is like a year before Cook released his song on the radio in Traverse City. A man named Ray Greenway, who lived near Manistee, was driving home from the Manistee Army Recruiting Station. It was late and very dark out. He was on a two-lane road surrounded by dark fields and trees on either side. And if you've ever driven, I'm sure you have, on roads like that at night. It's just pitch black. You yeah, can't right, see right. anything. No street lights. It's super eerie. So all at once, he caught something in his headlights. And it was like on the side of the road in a field. It was a pair of yellow glowing eyes that reflected in the headlights. Um, this isn't really unusual you know you see deer of course you know raccoons whatever except for the location of the eyes they were higher up in the air than you would expect from like a raccoon or a coyote or a deer so it's something tall and as he was watching the creature suddenly came rushing out of the darkness toward him in his car and at this point it leaped Across the road in a single bound and crossed the two lane highway in a single leap, landed on the other side and disappeared into the woods. And he was quoted as saying, There is no animal that it could be. I know this was not a deer. I saw both eyes looking at me the whole time. That, along with the leaping ability, is what I will never forget.
1: Wow, that's crazy. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. A couple more. so winter of 1993 um, a teenage girl named Courtney went outside near sunset to sneak a cigarette behind her parents home Um, they lived near a town called Reed City while she smoked Courtney was facing a large abandoned barn on the neighbor's property and she said that barn had always kind of spooked me it was filled with rusty old old equipment the outer planks were all rotten and it sagged and leaned in every direction My dad said to stay away as the whole thing could collapse. On that evening, I was standing about 50 feet from the barn and I saw sunlight coming through the gaps in the siding. She must have brushed it off and looked away, but a few moments later, something in the barn caught her attention again. She said, there was some movement. The light flickered, but I couldn't really tell what it was. Then it turned its head back and looked straight at me, It was at least six feet tall, if not more. It was dark colored and it had a dog-like appearance with a pointy nose and really big pointy ears. So at this point, she runs into the house to get a flashlight. But when she returned, the animal was gone. She walked closer to the barn to see if there were any tracks or any signs, but there weren't any. And she never saw it again. However, later on, she mentioned it to her next door neighbor who lived in the house with the barn. It was another teenage girl around her age and the neighbor actually claimed to have seen something similar um she described it as like being the size of a buffalo but in the shape of a dog so immense and in the same barn a few months before courtney's sighting and she said that she had been so terrified at the time that she was like left almost like on the verge of hysteria for days. Her father had taken his gun. He'd searched the barn and the area. Didn't come up with anything. Um, and yeah. So and then I'm going to do one more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. So um, this is from Reddit. And I found this um, in my ser- in my research for all of the, you know, like there are a lot of Michigan dogmen encounters and, and out there. And are all
1: these like in a similar area? I mean, Michigan's pretty big. Is it like?
0: Right. Well, there are a lot. I mean, uh, you know, I was going to get into that later. But oh, okay, actually, okay, okay. dogmen encounters have been reported, you know, as far back as ancient Egypt, you know. I mean, it was like one of their, you know, their deities. Um, oh, right. And they've been reported in every single continent and, except for Antarctica. Um, so it isn't like a dog man kind of thing that's unique, but there, there is like this specific Michigan dog man that seems to have a lot of similar stories going mm, on mm-hmm. and it actually extends into Wisconsin. In fact, there was a book written, I think about like a Wisconsin werewolf. Um, but I'm not doing the Wisconsin ones. I'm just doing the Michigan. Okay. Okay. So this is a direct quote from, uh, from Reddit my dog man encounter happened um in november of 2013 in the eastern upper peninsula of michigan um, it was on a property uh, of a town called cedarville the house my husband and i were staying in up there had a big front yard but other than that and the gravel driveway everything else is pretty deep hardwood forest I also want to state ahead of time that this happened at around 11 p.m., so everything that's beyond the porch lights was pretty hard to see. And up there, no street lights. You know, you can see the stars at night because there's no light pollution. It's just so black. And if you're surrounded by forest, it's just, you know, really, really difficult to see. Um. So she said, My husband and I had gone outside to have a cigarette and we took our rifle with us whenever we were hanging around outside because there's bear and stuff back there in that area. I was up on the porch still and my husband had gone down the steps into the yard and was facing toward me when we heard these really heavy, slow footsteps coming up the driveway through the woods. It sounded like a really big man, but there was this weird, heavy breathing too and the footsteps, even though they sounded like a person, sounded heavier than anything i had ever heard walking in the woods including a full-size adult bear so this is a person uh, you know who's been in the woods yeah knows what a bear sounds like and and this is something unique um and uh, so she continues my husband looked at me and mouthed what the fuck And I was trying to figure out what it was that I was hearing, but nothing I had ever heard out there in those woods in my whole life matched the size and breathing and gait of whatever this was. So I was confused and shaking my head. Um, I've hunted and tracked basically everything that's indigenous to northern Michigan since I was small. So I was honestly terrified that this animal was a complete unknown to me by sound. It walked out of the tree line at the edge of the yard behind my husband, and it was a lot taller than him. It was at least seven feet tall or more, and I'd estimate the weight for its size at around 400 pounds. It was on two legs and had super dark black fur that was somehow even darker than the nighttime dark of the woods. It was walking back and forth at that distance from us the whole time this encounter happened, but it would not step into where the perimeter of the porch light was. I had a really hard time. Yeah. I had a really hard time making out its torso for that reason, but I saw a wolf-like head and snout with pointed ears that stuck straight up. And instead of front legs and paws, it had really disproportionately long arms and hands it was on two legs this whole time walking back and forth i freaked out and grabbed the wa- rifle and just started shooting at it and yelling at my husband to run and get up on the porch so he did and then he took the gun from me and told me to find something to use the weapon and go inside and hide so i did i got a big knife and went and locked myself in our bedroom closet and i could hear oh my, my husband sh- i could hear my husband shooting and reloading a bunch for about another 10 minutes He came in and told me through the closet door that the dog man had finally run off, but he wasn't sure if it was going to possibly come back. So we were both pretty terrified, and I ended up staying in that closet all night until sunrise with my husband guarding the door with a gun. He told me that he thought I had hit it when I was shooting at it at first, but the next day we didn't find any blood or hair or anything, which I thought was weird because I really thought I must have shot and wounded it a couple times. It moved incredibly fast, though, and was agile enough to run through the brush without really mowing it down or making a bunch of noise, like big animals usually do. The whole encounter was incredibly weird and scary. My husband also said that he did see it sort of hunch over and drop down onto all fours a few times while it was running back and forth, but that when it ran away, for good that night, it was running insanely fast and on two legs like a man.
1: Wow. And I mean, that's,
0: that's the, the
1: story terrifying. of the Michigan Dogman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. This is, That's crazy. So, I mean, these people are obviously seeing something, right? Like
0: They're seeing something. and these right, are, There are too many accounts for, there's it, not, too many for accounts, it to be just, yeah.
1: And it's also people who are used to seeing animals. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest thing, too. It's like they're not mistake. I mean, dogs don't stand up on their hind legs. You know, right and and
0: and also like one of the, one of the weird little details, and I find this interesting, is that like there were different accounts that mentioned that the you know the front legs were longer than the back legs. Right, right. Which is a strange detail to come up with on your own.
1: Yeah, and and you know bears can stand up, but people mm-hmm. like like that know the difference, right? Like mm-hmm. I would even know the difference right. between a bear. I mean, I've seen bears right. plenty of times in the woods. And you know, I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen coyotes, but I don't think I've ever seen. Right, a if wolf. you grew
0: up in that area, you're but, used to it. Yeah, you know, I but, to look um,
1: for. so I feel like this is credible, right? Like it's like you can't tell them they didn't see what they saw. All you can do is argue about what it is that they saw. But they're obviously seeing something over and over again. Their, their descriptions are like so similar. Like whatever this thing is, it's there, right? Like right. Whether or not we've, you know. kept track of it in in the science books or whatever, like, you know, certainly remains, but, you know, it's clear that there's, whatever this thing is, like, you know, there's that famous um, bear in New Jersey that like, they think something um, had something wrong with its paw or something. So it learned to walk on its uh, hind legs. So there's all this like cell phone footage of this like um, bear that would walk around this residential neighborhood on its hind legs, like all the time. And so, like people just thought it was hilarious, and you know, so they they kept seeing it over and over again. But I mean, this is clearly something that's that's happening there. I mean, and 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 it's
0: also not a one off like that because we're talking about this last story was in the Upper Peninsula. You've got a bridge separating it, yeah, or you got to go through up through Wisconsin to get there. Um, so you know, either this thing travels great distances and crosses bridges, or there's more than one,
1: or there's more than one, right, right. Yeah, wow, that's that's really interesting. And the, and the I mean, just like trying to like, I was like trying to put myself there when you were like t- telling the story and like just imagine being way up there and right. just like seeing something like that.
0: Well, there were stories I mean, that didn't include, yeah, there, there were other stories, yeah, of like, you know, like kids that like their parents had left them home in yeah. a cabin with their older cousin or something right, right. and like looking out the window and seeing something standing on its hind legs looking in.
1: Totally. it feels like a fairy
0: tale. It feels like a Grimm's gone run. Yeah. Right. right,
1: Totally. Um, Well, cool. Well, I mean that kind of like that's very apropos of the story I'm about to tell you. Okay. Okay. So this it's very, very eerily similar. Um, So this is the story of the Martin family. Okay. So um, this story begins in Palmyra, Maine in 2006. Um, the Martin family had just moved, um, to a farm in Palmyra following an accident that befell Eric at his job. Um, Eric, uh, Eric Martin, the sort of dad. Um, so it was, uh, in an old and beautiful farm, you know, secluded with dense woods all around. Um, so Eric Martin was, uh, a hunter, um, but his, his wife didn't like, um, his wife, Shelly didn't like uh, guns. So when they moved, um, she wouldn't let them keep them in the house. So him and his, he and his son built this sort of strong box, uh, uh, put all the guns in it and lifted it up into this loft in the barn. Right. So they, it was all sort of tucked away. Now in the evenings, um, Shelley and Eric would have coffee on their front porch as a ritual. Um, so one night they're out there and they notice something in the woods and they say they see some strange lights down in the trees. Um, they said it was like pulsing on and off. Um, Eric just said it was a light like he'd never seen before and that it would change, right? And, th- and this is something they kept talking about, like that that at first they thought it was a flashlight, you know, but it would change and move around. So it would change in intensity. It would change its behavior. Um, and so they they felt like it was unnatural, right? Um, So Eric and his son decide to go, uh, his son, Sean, um, they decide to go investigate. So as they get closer, um, the light disappears, right? So they're they're walking up to the woods and they can't see the light anymore, but they're like, okay, we're still going to go check this out. So they both go into the woods and and he says later, that's like very creepy, right? He has this creepy feeling about the whole thing. So Eric um, now decides that they should split up and turn their flashlights off, right? with the hopes of catching what they think at this point was a poacher. Um, Yikes! Yeah. So now That's Eric. Scary. Yeah, totally. So now Eric says as he's walking through the woods, um, he starts having these feelings that he's never had before, and he said it was a fear that he's never felt before, even when hunting. Right. So this is a guy who's used to being out in the woods, who's used to animals being around, who's used to, you know, isn't easily scarable. And even when he is scared, he said, this is a different type of fear. And he said it was weird. Um, but basically, something was out there. Uh, and he sees something sort of off to the left of him. Some type of figure uh, is there and then it disappears. Um, everything is still. So now, like I, th- I think they said they didn't hear any animals or sounds or anything. It's just totally quiet, right? Which has got to be terrifying. So now they t- turn the lights back on and they start looking for tracks. Don't find anything. Okay. So the next morning, um, Chelsea's then boyfriend um, Chelsea, sorry, is the um, daughter. Um, Ch- Chelsea's then boyfriend Nathan Harth comes over and they decide to go for a walk in the woods. Um, they hadn't like talked about with their parents about, you know, what, what they had experienced the night before but, um, so they're just out for a walk, right. They got the dogs. Um, as they said, it was a gorgeous day and they're going for a walk in the woods. So as soon as they reach the woods, the dogs take off, like they smell something. Um, so they run off in the weather, bark in and, and, and basically they – they um, Chelsea and, and Nathan go to sort of find them um, and said they had found something. And it was a very large hole in the – I think it was like kind of in the ground. And they said – Nathan said it was odd how round it was. Like it had like been in, – Like
0: in the actual ground? Like in yeah, the trail? Or, like, it,
1: okay. like, yes, in the ground. um, it, Like it had been dug with care, right? He said it was mm-hmm. like kind of oddly – it was very like clear that it was intentional. It wasn't just some like sinkhole or, you know, or regular animal hole, but he said it kind of looks human made. Um, so uh, Chelsea gets freaked out and is like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so they do. Okay. Now it's Memorial Day weekend. Um, Chelsea goes off to bed. Uh, Eric and Shelly are out on the front porch like they do. Um, and they notice how silent the night is, right? It's like, again, that like very eerie, you know, um, silence, right? No right. birds, Which, no rustling, right. nothing. What's that? Which
0: for people who are unfamiliar with like being out in nature, often happens when there's a predator around. Everything gets right. quiet.
1: Right. Things get, they they leave and get quiet. So, okay. So this seems odd to them, Right. Um, so Shelly picks up um, uh, a flashlight and shines it out into the misty field uh, uh, to see if there's anything there. They don't see anything. Um, but after she puts it down, Eric starts getting this strange feeling, right? He said he could you could call it Hunter's instinct, that there was danger, right? He starts feeling just this feeling of danger. And he's like, okay we got to get you out of here. And so he grabs his wife, like physically grabs her and starts dragging her into the house all of a sudden. Right. Mm. And that's when they hear a sort of rustling. They look up and off in the dark, they see three sets of glowing eyes looking back at them from the darkness of the field in front of their house. Uh, Shelley describes the eyes as almost fluorescent. Um, and then they see another set of eyes. Um, Eric tells his wife to shine his light over there and they see an, yet another one, right? So now there's five. Um, by, by Eric's description, he said they appeared mad and wanted to come at them. So they, ru- they run the fuck inside of the house and <laughs> lock the door, right? Um, so Shelly keeps trying to look at them because they're like, they don't understand what these things are, right? Eric keeps trying to pull her away from the window because he's, he's freaked out, right? Like Eric, he knows it's not a bear. Right, um, it's definitely they're they're definitely standing on hind legs, fur furry, and sort of. Um, I think eventually they describe them as, as sort of wolf like, right? Um, but but th- that's not really how they're seeing them as something that they've never seen before, something that walks on two legs and that Were is absolutely ser- massive. Hm?
0: Were they circling them? Were the eye, sets of eyes like all in a line or was well, there? It, was like, kind sort of like th- a surrounding them? Well, there
1: was like sort of a them three and then there was like one over there and then one over there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess they are they are starting to sort of surround them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, um, and, you know, Shelley says these things are massive, like seven or eight feet tall. Um, so they feel helpless. Um, you know, Eric's guns were <laughs> in the, you know, locked away in the barn and... Um, But he's also unsure if they're even safe in the house, right? These things are so big that it really does feel like if they wanted in, they could just come in. Um, So Eric wants to go get his guns and Shelly is like, no, stay in the house. I don't want you going out there, but I'm going to go up and check on our daughter, right? So she goes up, uh, uh, Chelsea's sleeping. She wakes Chelsea up, takes her over to the window and shows her what's going on. She looks out the window and sees the figures out there and he says, Cool. And then goes back to bed, like, so like, <laughs> <laughs> like, which I thought was like hilarious. She just like rolls her eyes, like, yep. <laughs> you know, she probably thought it was like, so, you know, something, you know, like wolves or coyotes, something out there that, but she, you know, anyways. But um, Shelley, on the other hand, she can see this clearly: a group of five crouched down out in their yard, right? So she said they're sort of crouched over, huddled together, as if they were like discussing something. Um, And she said then one suddenly stands up.
0: They're like,
1: yeah, we want to eat them.' <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, one suddenly stands up all the way on its hind legs and looks straight at her. Um, she says it's massive, about seven or eight feet tall. And she said it's almost too much for her brain to process. Um, meanwhile, um, Eric is downstairs and he's in conflict, right? He doesn't know how to protect his family. He's thinking – Now he's thinking like, maybe I can make a run for it to the car, back it up to the house and, um, you know, get everyone in the car and get the fuck out of there. Right. Um, so now he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Um, now he goes out on the porch and he sees them still off in the distance. Right. They're sort of, I imagine this is a very large sort of, you know, uh, it's a farm. So it's like their yards huge or whatever, but so he's sort of off. They're off away. But um he's making it for his car, but like I said, he was injured in some sort of accident, um, work-related accident. I'm not sure exactly what was hurt, but he was still in pain and he said he couldn't run, right? So he's like sort of hobbling over the car, right, um, which is about 20 feet away. Um, he's terrified, but he can't move fast. So he's just sort of making his way over there. Um, now, meanwhile, after not realizing, after realizing that she hadn't heard the dogs in a while, Shelly goes to go, go find them, right? She hears them scurrying. Uh, she hears like a scurrying sound and finds the dogs hiding, right? These are hunting dogs, right? These are dogs that are like trained like, to chase after, you know, predators, big, scary animals. Uh, uh, and they're like hiding in a room in the cabin because they're terrified. So, um, this is all happening while Eric is still trying to make his way to the car. Um, and he, he, he gets there, um, and he's sort of fumbling around trying to like open the, open it up and the safety light comes on, right? The, um, what do you call it? You know, the automatic security light, uh, lights, lights up the car. (laughs) And so he's like standing there basically completely lit up. Uh, uh, you know, he can't see them, but they can certainly see him, um, and the next thing he knows, he actually sees one is right there standing in front of him, right? So oh. he's got a good look at this thing.
0: What does it look like?
1: It's seven or eight feet tall, like hairy, like dog-like, but, um, but standing on its, uh, 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 you know, hind legs. So um, he said he looks – they look at each other, right? So he's locked eyes with this thing and he thinks he's basically dead, Right. But it freezes and kind of gets freaked out and runs, right? And he's like, okay. So he takes this opportunity, and he just is like, fuck the car, like, I'm just getting out of here. So he goes back back to the house. When he gets there, his wife's mad, right? You know, she didn't want him to leave in the first place and like leave there, you know. So so basically they decide to call 911. Shelly tries to explain uh to the cops what's going on, but they're like look, they're just, you guys are confused. These are just harmless animals and hangs up on them. So now they know they're fucked, right? They're stuck in their house. They have no way of protecting themselves. They don't even know if they're actually safe in their house. They've tried to call the police. They've tried to call for help. They don't know anybody else there, right? They just moved in, right? Nobody's coming for them. Um, Meanwhile, there's like five or six giant creatures Stalking them from, from outside their house.
0: Yikes.
1: So Eric's scared, obviously, um, and Shelly can't tell, um, you know, uh, she- Shelly can tell that Eric is scared and that scares her, right? So she's used to this guy who's like, you know, probably pretty fearless when it comes to this type of stuff. So he sits down to so think about So you take
0: your cues, you right. know?
1: Yep. So yeah. Eric sits down to think about the situation when it kind of dawns on him that the creatures don't like the light, which is really interesting because that's one of the things in one of your stories, right? Like that it wouldn't enter the perimeter of this light. Yes. Right. And so he realizes that's why it took off. And probably, probably what saved him at the car was that safety light coming on. Okay. So he's like, all right, I'm going to, now I'm going to go and try and get one of these guns. So he walks out towards the bar, waving his arms around, trying to trip the barn light, right? Thinking that these things will not come into the light. Barn light comes on, but now all of a sudden they're all right there, just on the outside of the lights, right? Just like sort of lurking. And he says they surround him and he says it, it he they do it in a way that sort of expresses intelligence, that it, it seems like they're going into a hunting pattern. Right That they're there, they're sort of walking around him, like kind of encircling him, and now he feels trapped in the light because he knows if he moves out of the sensor, um it'll go off and he's screwed.
0: Wow,
1: but he's like it reminds me of
0: like reading like Jack London novels uh,
1: right, right. so um, so now he's like, okay, I can't get to the barn, so uh, now I'm gonna just try and get back into the house before the light turns off. so. So he makes his way back, is able to get into the house. But now they definitely feel like all their options have run out. They can't get to the car. They can't get to the guns. The police aren't coming. So um, they arm themselves with household items like hatchets and knives and stuff like that. They go get um, Chelsea and they barricade themselves in a bedroom and decide to just wait it out for the morning. Right? Soon they hear the creatures walking around their house. Um, she said, Shelly said they, that she could hear them growl and it was like a low guttural sound. Um,
0: it's similar to like the one story that i yep, filmed.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and the one thing, uh, the only thing that was actually between them was the bedroom window. And so they're totally freaked out. Um, and they basically stay that way until the morning light comes. And when that does, it, you know, it's a huge relief for them. These things had disappeared, Right. So, um, Eric calls his son, um, Sean to come back over and they go to investigate and they find huge tracks, um, with giant claws and said that, um, whatever was walking out there was walking on two legs, right. Based on the tracks. Um, and, um, Shelley actually wonders if, uh, you know, them disturbing that hole the day before is actually what sort of, um, you know, inspired them (laughs) to come out and, you know, I mean, Eric clearly feels like they were hunting him, but he also does admit that if they wanted to, uh, uh, you know, kill them, eat them, get into the house, they could have. Right. Hmm. So they never really come out and and say what they are, but it's clear that they're describing some type of giant bipedal wolf like, wolf
0: wolf type deal, wolf type
1: deal. That was intelligent, Um, with shiny eyes. Um, Sounds
0: just like mine. I know, isn't
1: that crazy? Okay, this is weird,
0: and I think we should tell everybody. What's up? You know what we decided to do was just kind of like creatures. Yeah,
1: we're going to do animals. Like
0: pretty open, and we both came. We we both came up with the same. I know that's crazy. Creature, we didn't know.
1: Yeah, and I thought they were going to be similar stories. Well, you said you were doing, like, a wolf thought. I was like, oh. And I had already been thinking about doing this one because I'm, like, was kind of obsessed with this story. Because, like, you know, I think originally I was like, oh, it's like, you know, the lights thing is -hmm. interesting. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, are these, like, alien hunters (laughs) or something like that? Right, well,
0: I brought up up Jack London when I was a kid. I read, like, White Fang and Call of the Wild. I was, like, super into it. I was, like, a nerdy UP kid. And um, I remember, like, one of the scenes in, in one of those books, there was someone, like, out in the wilderness in the middle of nowhere, and wolves were stalking him, and he had to, like, light a ring of fire and sit, sit in the middle of it to keep huh. the wolves away. Okay. And they were kind of, like, around the perimeter watching. Oh,
1: whoa. Okay.
0: But they'd stay away from the fire.
1: Um. Yeah, so w- what do you think? What do you think? What do you think these things are?
0: God, I don't know. I mean, they almost sound like some kind of crazy wolf hybrid. You know? I mean, they're obviously yeah. larger than normal wolves that we're aware of. But it's almost like a kind of like a monster wolf. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm like I said like when I first heard this the story I told, I was like, "Oh, is are these like some type of like Interdimensional <laughs> hunters, or like aliens, or something like that, because of the lights. Okay. But, but, um, but no, but seriously, like, uh, I think, um, I'm definitely of the mind that we don't know all the animals that are out there. Like all the people mm-hmm. that are like, oh, a bigfoot right, can sure. possibly exist because, you know. You know, we've civilized most of the you know, um, you know, planet at this point. Like, there's no way that these things could exist without us knowing. I think right. that's arrogant nonsense. Like, we we right. don't know. Right? We, sh- we
0: haven't even explored like so much of the ocean. so yes. far, you know? Yeah. We, know, we don't really know what all is out there.
1: Totally. And 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 people who say that they certainly haven't been out west, right? They certainly haven't right. been up to fucking Maine because something something intelligent that doesn't want to be found certainly. Uh, could exist there. Like what's the, right. what was it up in Washington? It was somewhere. That, um, that guy lived for like 20 years, like 200 feet from a hiking trail. Mm. And he would like break into people's houses and like steal food from them and stuff. And I think he literally lived for like 20 years and no one knew he was there. So it's certainly possible to, to, um, you know, for something that's intelligent, that doesn't want to be found. Um, which you know, makes to sense. Exist.
0: Why would you want
1: to? Right. And so I don't know if there's like, if this is some type of like other creature like a Yeti or if there's some relationship with it there, but like I don't really see why there couldn't be other intelligent types of animals out there. Right. That we just don't really know about yet. Right. Um, and these things are behaving in a way that isn't very animal like. Right. Like, He said he felt like he was being hunted, but at the same time, like, none of these, this story and none of the ones that you told, actually no one got hurt, right? And so imagine seeing something seven foot tall staring at you is going to feel menacing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, no matter whether it really meant anybody harm at all, like, were these things just curious?
0: Maybe they're lonely. Maybe they're like, like,
1: we just want to like make friends. Like,
0: yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you plan? Like,
1: so, So, but yeah, it was like that. Um, in uh, you you saw the um from the last episode. You saw that that film that I saw too. The uh, the um, missing four one one. The missing four (laughs) one one. The hunters. The hunters. Yeah, but like that that one part where like those guys are out. Um, they have that secret campsite right where mm-hmm. um that they hike out to um and they said year after year they would hear these like crazy sounds like mm-hmm. you know they they clearly like sort of implying that it's like some type of like bigfoot or something but but it was like they recorded one of it and that sounded insane right right it sounded like a at first it was like a monkey yelling and then it was like it kind of sounded like somebody speaking a weird language like like it kind of sounded like Japanese or something. <laughs> Remember that it was like very strange and it had like very strange vocal register. And, but you know, this notion that, you know, there was also like lights sort of around them, right. They saw like a tube of light moving through the woods at one point. And so who knows, maybe there are such a thing as like some type of creature out there that has some type of supernatural qualities to it too. Like, I don't know. You know, maybe it's all not just so cut and dry. But anyways, something's happening. Something weird is out there, right?
0: Right. I mean, I mean I'm not going to discount. There's so many accounts that I came across in researching my stories. People are seeing something.
1: Yes, they're definitely you know, seeing something. Even if something.
0: it's a gigantic wolf. Right. You know, there, there's something they're seeing, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. So, but now I'm like, I want to know, <laughs> I want to know like more about this. Like, I just feel like it's one that like people don't, people know all about Yeti and all that, but I've never heard of this stuff. I mean, I've well, heard about this. I thought this was an isolated ev- event.
0: I was reading there are more dogman sightings than sightings of Bigfoot. Really? Yeah. That's supposedly. interesting.
1: Huh. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Well, I feel pretty good. How do you feel?
0: Feel pretty good
1: too. Cool. This cool. Um, so yeah. Um I think we're soon we're gonna be um uh launching our YouTube channel where it's just gonna yes. in case you wanna listen listen to us on YouTube for some reason, but um but yeah, well, so that'll be a place you can find us as well.
0: Right. Um I, I don't know, I, I listen to stuff like this on YouTube all the time. It's yeah, kind of good. So, fall asleep at night.
1: For those who prefer YouTube, we're gonna. I, I'm not sure exactly right. when we're gonna launch up, but it'll, it will be soon. Um, and we'll and going forward, we'll have it up there. So, but yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Um, if you like our podcast, definitely rate and review us on on uh, iTunes. That helps us too. So
0: five stars, five stars. And if you have any ideas for stories, or you just yep. want to get a hold of us, or you want to correct us on something that we got wrong, ShadowlandPodcast at gmail.com.
1: Cool. Um, All right. Well, so I guess uh, until next time. Until
0: next time. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Shadowland Podcast is produced by Seth Jablon and Christina Calloway. Edited by Tim Kelly. Theme music by Tim Lincoln.
0: Thanks, Tim.